baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Okay, Ryan, you told Toby that Creed has a distinct old man smell. I know exactly what he's talking about. I sprout mung beans on a damp paper towel in my desk drawer. Very nutritious, but they smell like death. It's the Chris and Amy show on KMOX. That is from The Office a show which is one of the most popular television shows of, what, the last 30 All years? All time. All time, really, yeah. But uh, just a tremendous show. Lots and lots and fa- lots of fans around the world. And uh, joining us now on the Quiver River Electric guest line is Creed Bratton. You just heard his voice there, actor and singer. And he's going on tour. He's got the City Winery Tour, which is happening right now, and coming to City Winery here in St. Louis on January 24th. At 7.30, he will perform. Tickets are available at citywinery.com. Creed Bratton with us on KMOX. Good morning, Creed. How are you? Uh, I'm fine. Good morning. I was just back in, in the bathroom grabbing some breath mints uh, so, <laughs> well, I could, so I could talk to you guys. Yeah, We can't smell but, it, uh, so it's fine. Oh, that's, well, that's right, of course. That's right. Uh, Although, never mind. So forget it. Creed, I'll tell you, we okay, have had guests good. before that it's so bad that I can smell it from wherever they are. <laughs> So, you know, they, they were they were very, really cruel to me, the people on that. They were actually would put put potatoes on you, trade my apples for potatoes and stuff like that. <laughs> I continue eating them. I never knew the difference. Basically, it's just that was just that was my I was really into the character. You know, Obviously. that's that's funny because I think I sometimes I associate the smell of potatoes with an older person's house. That's true, too. And sometimes it just gets me kind of titillated, too. <laughs> Yes, it it's is. just that'll, that'll work. It'll work both ways, especially if you're old like me. You know. So yeah. So I'm looking forward to come. St. Louis. Now, check, check, check. Correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't isn't uh, Phyllis? Yes. From, and and oh, yeah. Jenna. and Jenna. And, and Jenna Fisher. Yep, that's yep. right. Jen, Jenna Fisher. You know, two losers. My <laughs> God, I, I they, were, they made my life miserable too on the show. Yeah, but, I didn't see uh, that. <laughs> just unlikable people. Yeah. Two of the sweetest, absolute sweetest people, my God. Uh, lucky us. Anyway, uh, yeah, so I'll be there. I'm, I'm, I'm in Boston right now. I'm looking forward to the show tonight. And uh, at least I'll, I'll know what I'm doing by the time I get to St. Louis. What's, uh, what is the show like? What what exactly are you? I know you're a musician. Well, uh, you've been yep. in, in bands before and currently. Grassroots. So, yeah, Grassroots. Yep. Um, so right. what is this show like? Is it just kind of a lot of everything? I, I, I'm a little nervous as I get older about the thing. So basically well, I'll come out and I'll do about a half a song and then I'll run to the side and hide behind the curtains to see the reaction <laughs> of the audience. And then I see they're kind of like, Oh, that's pretty, it's all right. Then I'll go, I'll, I'll, I'll be, Oh, okay. So then I'll walk back and finish the song. Same way with the jokes. It's, it takes a while to get through the whole show with this 
But I'm, I'm trying to I'm trying to work my way to have a little more faith in myself on this tour of work and continue on. Well, it's January twenty fourth at City Winery. Starts at seven thirty p.m. Uh, Creed Bratton is our guest. Take me back to breaking into the business and uh, how old were you? What was it like then? Getting I guess music was your first uh, pursuit. Uh, take me back to the beginning. Oh my God. Where, where do I begin? Oh, when I was a little boy, <laughs> I actually I went I went to, I was a drama major in college, and after when I got through college, I went off uh, to Europe for two years. I went to move pretty fast, and I met these guys. We had a folk trio. We traveled all over Europe, Middle East, and uh, we were working on a um, we were working in Israel on a film called Cast a Giant Shadow. And uh, they gave me a little tiny, just an extra part. And I'd already done plays and stuff, but this was like a big screen. And I was, I was on the set, and there was John Wayne and, and Yule Brenner and Kirk Douglas and Frank Sinatra. Sinatra, Sinatra came up and, and spoke to me, actually, you know. It was like a big, big deal. So at that moment, I'm, I'm, it got pretty heady. And I'm thinking, wow, this is some rarefied air. In the back of my mind, I said, I wouldn't mind. I can kind of see myself... Uh, doing something like this. I figured, how, how hard can it be? <laughs> so uh, I get back from Europe, and then in about a year, I played with this band. About a year later, that band became the Grassroots. And then when as soon as that band was over, I went right back into studying acting. I studied the Meister method for about a year and a half and started working with the Black Box Theater, putting, learning a you know, scene a week, putting it up. I stayed, you know, for, you know, studying and doing little bits and pieces for years and years until the office that finally came on. But eventually, guys, as they say, persistence pays off if you if you if you've got the talent. It will it will. So I encourage all artists that they believe they've got it. Uh, don't give up. You know. You mentioned um, uh, Frank Sinatra, and there was a story that he one time uh, saved your life. On, on well, set. this that, that was the case. I was yeah. sitting and leaning against this uh, board, which I didn't know was already you know loaded up with squibs for, for like a when a machine gun comes by, and I'm leaning up there like this, watching everything go on. And he walks. He says, "Hey, kid," says uh, he said, "You know that this thing's going to explode here in a minute. You don't you don't want to be leaning on this thing like this." And I went really, he, and he's kind of like walking over away from me. He was very gracious, you know. <laughs> and uh, so, so it literally saved my life. But he may, he may. Well, let's say he did. He let's gave you advice that saved your life. He gave me advice yeah. that did in the long run. I bet you one of those things is going to explode. So I had to, I had to learn from somebody. So I old blue eyes bailed me out. Yeah, that's a pretty great story to tell people that Frank Sinatra uh, prevented you from dying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, more so. I should probably just say I, you know, I was coughing on a cherry pit, and he jumped on me, you know. And started singing the song while he beat on my chest. That would be another story, but this, that that the one I just told you is the true one. So <laughs> that's yeah. a good one, Perfect. and, and yeah. you did it. You did it your <laughs> way, uh, which is the best uh, uh, part of the whole thing. Oh, yeah, sorry. Oh, oh, oh man, you, you have to work with this guy. All day. I know. <laughs> just <laughs> so. uh, yeah, it's unbelievable. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So I one thing I've always wondered about these ensemble casts. Um, I'm sure that once upon a time, all of you were on a text thread together. Uh, yes. Hey, we yes. got we, we got to be are. there at we, we got we got to yeah. be there at seven a.m. Whatever it is, does that text text chain still exist? And do you guys still communicate the members of the office cast? It absolutely does. There's there's the the office the office 
folks, the office peeps. And uh, if anything happens with any of us or anything we need to know as a group that affects us or our legacy or someone we want to get together, you know, uh, maybe Greg Daniels will have us over for a Christmas party or something like that. Uh, yeah, we will. Uh, so we still do it. We absolutely do it. And uh, it's a lot of love. I know people say this all the time about TV shows, but we were there nine seasons. And uh, and we went to work and we just laughed, guys. You can imagine. We just howled. We just, because you know, it's a fun, funny bunch of people. So, how? I mean, I, I'm sure the answer is, uh, I know the answer to this. But how much do you miss being a part of that? That that's something that people people don't get to do ever. Anything close to that. And if you go to summer camp and you're there for like two months, you miss all those people. And you know what I mean. And to, to do oh that for nine seasons. Uh, missed you missed it. I missed it up here. We got the old man's tear ducts going. I tell you what. About two weeks after, uh, and I told I was speaking to Steve. Uh, about a couple months after the thing, for some reason, he was doing me a favor, I believe. And I told him that I had uh, driven uh, by mistake. I was driving to work and we'd already, we were done. We were done. It was over. And I was driving one morning. I was, I was going to get some breakfast. I was heading over. I was, what am I doing? Oh my God, I'm driving to the set. Oh no. And I, I, and I pulled over to and drove home. Yeah, so sad. Oh, that's so sad. That is really sad. Oh my god! Everybody, everybody though had this had the same feeling. You know, it was just uh, it was the best job ever. And Steve one day on the set looked at us all and he said, "You know what, guys? He said whether you believe it or not, this will be the best job any of us ever has." And he was he's actually right, of course, because how how can you beat the office? How can you beat laughing and those writers? My goodness gracious. It, so good, and it's not. It, I'll, I'll tell you this: it's not necessarily the stuff that makes it on air, which is good. But I get. I mean, just on on social media now, if you're if you're scrolling through Instagram and the Instagram reels, constantly outtakes from the office will pop up, and some mm-hmm. of that stuff is unbelievably funny. <laughs> that stuff that doesn't make it to air. Did did you like? I mean, were those moments better for you than? you know, some of the stuff that did make it to the show? Well, you never know. It's sometimes you can't, you, you, you have something on there just it's a little too long or it just doesn't work and there's not a payoff. But we are all kind of many, many times knew we, we had shot something very funny that didn't make it in. It's disappointing, but you understand that the, 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 whole, the whole thing is what the continuity of everything has got to be considered, not just because one thing on its own is funny. Uh, but but it is nice because one thing about the uh, the peacock thing is that the pe- people are getting to see the deleted scenes and and the outtakes they've seen it all. Yeah, and uh, a, we had we had we shot tw- twice as much material uh, for every you know we had twice as much material we could have used not just throwaway stuff the stuff that could have been used for every single show, and we were shooting. As you know, 25, 26, sometimes 23 episodes a year. Now, these kids don't know what work is nowadays. (laughs) (laughs) Six episodes and they're done. Yeah, six episodes. Oh, my God. We shot six episodes this year. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Tell me about the difference between um, acting in that kind of an environment where, you know, you're shooting scenes, uh, stuff gets cut up uh, at the end, versus 
live performance in front of a of an audience, which is what you'll be doing on January 24th here at City Winery, uh, Creed Bratton. What, what's the difference, and which do you prefer? Oh, I like them both. I mean, I've all, since I was 17, I've been working professionally. I started out as a musician, of course, you know, but I started doing plays in, in uh, high school and college, and I, and I really enjoy that, too. I, and what I do now on stage, if I'm telling a story of my life or, or, or something that happened on the office or something happened with the grassroots, I'm talking to the audience. I might as well be talking to a camera. I'm emoting it the same way. So basically, I'm a stage performer, and all you have to do is just, uh, instead of the audience, put in a camera. And it's, it's, it's the same thing. You obviously, you know, have to wait around for the lighting, and you have to wait around for other things, but acting is still acting. And then interspersed with uh, my original songs, which, by the way, guys, I just finished my 10th solo album, yes. Bowel Pop, which will be uh, coming out this year. We're just working out the details right now getting the vinyl uh, pressed and everything. So uh, it's the thing that keeps me out young. If I, if I was in back in L.A. or just sitting up with my, visiting my kids or my grandkids and just hanging out and retired, I wouldn't be as healthy as I am. It's just it's a fact. I guess I do it because I love it, and it keeps me going. And your um the is this album the one that you have a producer who worked with uh, Missouri native Cheryl Crow, right? Yes, absolutely. This is Dave Way. Yeah, and uh, Dylan O'Brien and Dave's, you know, the multi Grammy Award winning Dave Way. I've done five albums with Dave, but we all we both agree, and Dylan O'Brien, who's uh, you know amazingly talented person. We brought, he's in there with with us. Uh, I have access to the best musicians in L.A., so I can come in and sing it and play it, and then we just bring in these these ringers to to make a. This is the best album. We we think the last album, slightly altered, was a really good one, and it's doing well. For as far as digital downloads, but I, I, we all have great, great faith in this album for some reason. It just felt, it was fun. It's, you know, sometimes you go in and you don't have to think about it. The song wants to be performed. It yeah. just feels right. You don't have to, you don't have to force it. What are we going to do here? Well, the song just lends, just lends itself to uh, putting the right guitar part of it or you sing it the right way. Yeah, I don't know. It's all, the stars lined up for this one for some reason. Creed, it's, a good thing. It, it's it's awesome to have you on the show. I know a lot of Office fans are, are listening right now, and they are looking forward to seeing you January 24th. That is a week from today at right. City Winery here in St. Louis. 7.30 tickets are at citywinery.com. Thanks for coming on, man. This was really great. My pleasure. I look forward to seeing all you guys. Hope you can make it to the show. Thanks, everybody. Thank you. That is musician and actor Creed Bratton. You might best know him from The Office. Uh, that's awesome, man. He was great. Yeah, he, he was, was great. Really, really cool to talk to him. That's John Hancock. I'm Chris Ranji. This is KMOX. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. All right, John. Yo. We just talked to Creed Bratton yeah, uh, from The Office, who's coming to City Winery a week from today, the 24th. Um, 
again, citywinery.com. He's a performer. He does music, and um, he obviously was on the show The Office. Uh, speaking of music, yeah, I would like to – I want to play a game with you. All right. Let's because play. for a person who is a good musician yourself, yeah. I've heard you play the piano. Yeah, you, you just don't know a lot about things. Well, I'm not and, a, uh, I'm, I know what I know, Raj. All right. Do you know who this is? Okay. That is Cindy Lauper. Oh, my God. What did you just say? That, wasn't that Cindy Lauper? You know, girls just want to have a good time out there. No, that was not Cindy Lauper. Sure sounded like her. Okay. Do you know, do you know who this is? Okay. Yeah, that's, uh, that's uh, what's her name? Um, yeah, I know exactly who it is. It's old, uh, oh, come Gloria on. Estefan. Are you serious? Wasn't that her? Are you, are you uh, like, honestly saying? Well, I thought I could, I'm probably in the neighborhood. If I may <laughs> not be not at the, the neighborhood. I may not be at the door, but I'm in the neighborhood. You're not even the right, I don't think you're in the right uh, part of the country. Oh, okay. Okay. All right, how about this one? All right. Do you, let me see if you know this. Okay, great. Who is it? That is Taylor Swift. Oh, John. Do you mean that? Do you really think it's Taylor well, Swift? Well, it could have been. I mean, it's kind of got a Swift kind of vibe to it. Was I, was I 0 for 3, Ronge? Have you ever heard of No Doubt? No Doubt. You ever heard of Gwen Stefani? Yes, Gloria Estefan. I no, t- no. It's, is, that, is that why you were getting confused? It had to be. Gwen Stefani. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what she looks like? I have not. Uh, Does yeah. not look anything like Gloria Estefan. Yeah, but, you know... The sound. The st- it, okay. Not- Gwen Stefani. I have heard of her. Gwen Stefani. That's no doubt. Yes. Okay. Anyway, no doubt is playing again. Oh, good for them. At uh, So it's been teased. They have not played in close to 10 years. It's been a long time. They've been off and on as a band for a very long time. She went and did her solo thing. She's magnificent. She's out there. Gwen she's great. Stefani and it all over the world. She's great. Right. She's been Gwen Stefani. She's still with... Uh, oh, what's uh, his name? Blake Shelton. Yeah, I think oh, is that together. right? Yeah, they're a thing. You know who Blake Shelton is? Well, he's the guy that sings for that uh, Maroon Five. <laughs> Dude. No, no, he's next door to the guy from Maroon Five. <laughs> Blake Shelton is the uh, <laughs> country western me. singer. Yes, yes, I know exactly who he is. <laughs> he sits right there next to the Maroon Five guy on, on that show that they do. I've seen it. It's, it's on television. Oh my god. Oh yeah. <laughs> What's that called? That show. <laughs> Got talent or something? Uh, the voice? Yes. You're oh my good, God. Ron. You know stuff, wow. man. Anyway. I'll tell you what, I'm a better person for sitting next to you. You really are. Yeah. Anyway, uh, no doubt is if you want to go to Coachella yeah. next year, this year actually, this summer, no doubt is performing at Coachella. They're They've back got some together. Good, expensive purses out there. It's John Hancock. Yep. I'm Chris Ronji on yep. KMLX. Oh. John Hancock in for Amy Marks Cores. I'm Chris Ranji on KMOX. We're just uh, about halfway through the show now. At 1 o'clock, it is the Dave Glover Show. Uh, They'll take over. Going to hang out with them for an hour. So um, uh, first things first, we do have, I believe, I believe we still have a a couple of tickets for the Unplugged with Ali Marmol. 
um, which really? is happening, yeah, tomorrow, tomorrow. at Tapawingo Golf Club. Yeah. And it is an evening with Ollie. It's a it's an intimate affair. There won't be a whole lot of people there. It's uh, dinner. They provide dinner, a couple of drinks for you, uh, a Q&A that will be moderated by our very own Tom Ackerman and Cardinals manager, Ollie Marmol. And you wow. can you can ask questions. And, you know, we talked to him at winter warm-up on Monday, and he said, you know what? I'll answer anything. I will I will answer questions until people are out of questions. So he is ready to talk to Cardinals fans. And uh, for this, it's 75 bucks. Again, dinner, drinks, and the conversation with Ollie. Tickets are available, I think, still. And if you go, listen, if you go and you try to get tickets and they say, nope, no no more left, sorry. Um, but you need to do it quickly, KMOX.com slash events. Nice, yeah. Because, uh, and Ollie is whatever you may think of Ollie. And I, I like Ollie uh, as a person, and I think he's a good manager. But he is very open um, as far as, you know, sharing with the media and others, you know, his thought process, what's going on with the ball club. And a lot of managers, you don't get that kind of openness and transparency from. And I I appreciate that about Ali. And I think that will make tomorrow night uh, a really, really good event. And, you know, he's, to me, he seems very comfortable um, talking anyway. Yeah. You know, um, whether it's to the press or, you know, we had the interview on Monday in that kind of environment, he seems pretty comfortable to answer questions fairly directly. Yeah. Um, In an environment like that, when you get somebody, it's not one on one, but it's, you know, it's it's pretty close. It's an intimate uh, situation. He'll be he'll be up front. And if you have questions that are a little off the cuff, I'm sure he'll he'll answer those, too. And uh, by the way. I don't know if we talked about this. Uh, not yet today. We have not. But there was news this morning that Diamond Sports, which is part of Sinclair, which um, has a stake in, you know, Bally Sports right. Midwest, mm-hmm. which is how you watch Cardinals games. Uh, uh, part of that, Diamond Sports, they've been going through some financial trouble over the last couple of years, and there's a lot of uh, uh, regional sports networks whose situations are a bit up in the air and the Cardinals are one of those and it's no, no fault of their own. It's just, you know, the way the networks have been managed. Um, Amazon has bought into it. Hmm. So they have bought into diamond sports. This affects a ton of teams around the country in major league baseball in the NBA in the NHL. I don't believe there's going to be an impact right away. If I'm not mistaken, games will still be on Bally through 2024. And then maybe things could change for 2025. But, but here's what I think it ultimately means is that it's pretty likely, um, if not predetermined in some fashion that watching Cardinals games will mean you need to have prime. I would not be surprised if that's what happens. Yeah, and, and uh, some teams are exploring the possibility of just doing their own stream, right? And uh, and charging for it, and you know, in a market like St. Louis, where the baseball fans are so passionate and knowledgeable, uh, you could see where there was a business model there that could make sense. It wouldn't make sense for every team to try and run their own broadcasting entity, but for teams where they could sell. Uh, lots of subscriptions to that stream. Yeah, you know, I could see that happening too. Yeah, the the Yankees do it with Yes, or at least they, they own yeah. Yes Network. Mm-hmm. 
The Cubs have marquee. I don't believe every single game is on marquee, though. I'm uh, Maybe I'm mistaken about that. But a lot of them are on marquee. But it's a network they own, so they got programming 24 hours. They can put on whatever they want to. Right. And I don't believe it's all Cubs programming, but it's a lot of Cubs programming. The Cardinals have a history that is so rich, and there is plenty to do that they, they could. They could have a 24-hour network if they wanted to. And and again, it wouldn't all be Cardinal stuff. Right. But if they wanted to, they they could find content. And you'd probably see a lot of rerun stuff, but there there's plenty that they could use if they wanted to go that rate route. But the the situation for sports is going to change over the next five to ten years ultimately. I think that's right. Yeah. We've talked about ESPN and how your cable bill, um, if you're still on cable, still using it that a huge percentage of the money that you spend per month goes to networks like ESPN because broadcast sports are expensive. Mm -hmm. It's expensive to get the rights, so then that is passed on to you and your cable bill. It will probably be a thing down the road where it's all a la carte, where you you might have some network games every now and then that anybody can watch and it's free um, over the air or whatever, but you'll probably have to sign up for a streaming service. Yeah, you know, I, I don't think that's unique to baseball either. I think you're going to see sports. that in all sports. You know, the MLS, the soccer league, that you had to subscribe to Prime, uh, Apple order, TV, Apple TV. That's right. Yeah, and well, not only you had to subscribe to Apple TV, but then you had to get the MLS package on a- top of additionally, it. Additionally, right? Yeah, that's going to be the thing, and it will irritate people. And I find it. I found the whole Peacock thing oh, annoying. Don't get me started during the NFL playoffs. I got to remember to cancel that sucker. Oh yeah, you. Yeah. Apparently, a lot of people did right away. Yeah, I thought about it, but then I, you know, you get busy onto the next thing, and that, of course, that's what that's Peacock's what they're... counting on. It's exactly right. Uh, and I wasn't, I, as just a better principal, I was not going to get that uh, to watch the game. That what was that Saturday night, right? Yeah. And um, game time was getting closer, and every game up to that point had been a dog. I mean, every single one mm-hmm. of those games was a dog, and I thought, you know, maybe. Yeah, this thing. I, you know, so I went. In, I I bit the bullet. We well, figured wanted, it out. If you wanted to watch the Chiefs play, that's what you had to do. Yeah. Let's talk more about that when we come back because the uh, Chiefs will play. Allegedly, they're going to play Sunday evening against the Buffalo Bills yeah. in Buffalo. Yeah. There is still the possibility the weather could affect them. That they are right now in a lake effect snow warning, which is supposed to expire tomorrow. But I, I, I don't. It's Buffalo. Right. As of right now, everything will happen as uh, scheduled, but that could change. If you remember, the Buffalo game from this last weekend got moved moved because the snow was awful. Why would you build a stadium in Buffalo and not put a retractable roof on it? It's too expensive. Well, I guess, but, you know. Stadium's old, too. Yeah. Yeah. It's old. And, you know, what do they play? Uh, 10, 11 games counting preseason in there? Yeah. So that's it. Yeah. Probably would be prohibitive. That's right. John Hancock, Chris Ranji on KMOX. It's a Chris and Amy show on KMOX, 10 to 1 every weekday. And um, my guy, John Hancock here, big sports guy. I am a big sports guy. You're a big, big sports guy. Yeah. And you told me that you watched the NFL games. The wild card weekend just happened. And all the games were stinkers except for one. That's right. The Lions against the uh, Packers. That was a good game. Lots of Oh, Lions-Rams. Lions-Rams, sorry. Yeah. Well, the the, uh, 
Cowboys kind of look like that the Lions. Was it. Yeah, it's Packers. The Packers. You know, we predicted. We put the upset watch on uh, on the Cowboys going into that. Nobody had nobody had the Packers winning that game. Well, I think uh, I don't know, man. Cowboys might be frauds. Yeah, they're not good. How do I you mean, feel about Jerry Jones? Not a fan. Uh, he was a big part of the reason that Stan Kroenke was able to put together yep. the support in the NFL owners to get move out of St. Louis. Jerry Jones was very much involved in cahoots uh, in that whole thing. So, no, I'm not a fan. I think every owner but two voted for the move. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken. It might have been one uh, that voted against it. Did Lamar Hunt? Voted for it, I think. He voted for yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. And and all these people are Chiefs fans. Yeah, right. How dare you? I know. How I dare you become a Chiefs fan? Oh, I think uh, the Chiefs are gonna. I think the Chiefs are gonna meet their end here this coming weekend. KMOX, home of the Chiefs. I know. Hope you watch or watch. You can listen to the game for free. Yes, you can. They'll be playing five thirty. Five thirty local time, Central time. Uh, five thirty our time against the Bills. And, and we're done with us. Uh, Peacock business, right? Yeah. I I screwed up yesterday. I said that um, I thought one of the games this weekend was a Peacock only. It's not. Good. It's available on Peacock, but, but it's, it's also on NBC. On NBC. Yeah. And that's the Buccaneers-Lions game on Sunday. So, um, yeah, those games were stinkers. The Chiefs, that game, did you see this, John? Mm. That at that game on... Um, on Saturday, yep. when they played, it was, remember how cold oh, it was? So cold. It wasn't that long ago, so hopefully you remember. That several fans were taken to the hospital with uh, frostbite and hypothermia. Well, I believe it. I mean, I, I thought Travis Kelsey had, I don't know if you saw how red his arms were, because he had his, his yeah. arms exposed. And it looked to me like he had a little frostbite going on. Kansas City Fire Department said they received 69 calls for service at Arrowhead Stadium wow. on Saturday. Half of them were related to hypothermia. They took 15 people to the hospital, seven for hypothermia, three for frostbite. Yeah. Frostbite's dangerous. Thetic, I mean, yeah. you can lose appendages. Yes. Yeah. And you had, you had those people standing out there taking with their shirts off, acting a fool. I mean, I that's dangerous stuff, man. <laughs> yeah. Oh, back when I was <clears throat> in the Boy Scouts. Oh boy. Uh, we used to have to, you know, tough it out there uh-huh. in the in the frigid cold, in a shelter that we'd build by our own hands, cooking right. our own food. Yeah. So I can appreciate uh, what those fans went through. Well, listen, if you are by some chance going to Buffalo, yeah, to watch your Chiefs. Never play, been to Buffalo. You haven't? Me neither. No. Nope. It could snow. It looks like there's going to be um, snow all weekend. There is the lake effect snow warning that I mentioned. Mm-hmm. But tomorrow, snow, snow showers on Friday, snow showers on Saturday, and more on Sunday into the evening. Yeah, it's Buffalo. It's ne- It never right. doesn't snow in Buffalo. 26 degrees high. So oh. it'll probably be about 25 yeah, um, yeah, yeah. at the start of the yeah. game, 25, 24. in Buffalo. It really is. Yeah. So, look, that's that's a lot better than negative four. That was the kickoff temperature right. of Arrowhead. Right. Oof, man. But as of right now, the game is going to be on at uh, at 530. But I suppose they could move it back again. I think it's on the table. My nephew's girlfriend is a cheerleader for the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah. And they worked uh, on that game. They were cheering on the sidelines of that game. I can't imagine a more horrible thing to have to do. The, uh, Tyreek Hill. 
went out there prior to the game in a T-shirt. Oh, wow. And he said, yeah, I'm freezing out here. But I guess you, I mean, how else do you get used to it? Yeah. Yeah, it's I, rough. I don't, I, if it's me, I'm probably staying as warm as I can possibly stay for as long as possible before I go out there. Then you work up the sweat and then you feel a whole lot better. Sure. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, the, the, to be tackled and fall on that turf. Oh, pa- and, how about Patrick Mahomes' helmet? helmet? Yeah. I know. Cracked open. Unbelievable. I don't, I've never seen that no, that I can either. remember. No, it was those things cold. are made out of, I mean, those helmets are. You know, supposed to be indestructible. Yeah, technology's really good these days. Indeed. So, uh, yeah, the game will be on here. We've got it on KMOX. You're going to get the home team call also. Mitch Holtis uh, will be, um, you know, doing the play-by-play. Seems like he's a really good guy, Mitch Holtis. He's great. Yeah. He's really, really good. Chiefs fans are lucky to have him. Yeah. He's he is. Uh, I mean, sincerely, I think he's a, a really good person. When I was in college... The Missouri Valley Tournament, which is in St. Louis every year. There used to be this broadcast workshop. I don't know if they still do it, but um, a gentleman out of Evansville would run it. And he would, you know, he would have two broadcasters from each college come in and call the games. So you get to be on press row and call the games. Some schools wouldn't send, like Creighton University didn't send anybody. And so, you know, we got to double up. So we would send like four people down. Um, but Mitch Holtis would come and speak to us. Oh, that's cool. We'd have a, a little Friday or might have been a Thursday or Friday session, and he would come in, and he would give us some pointers and, you know, like this is the kind of thing you want to do. Try to use different adjectives and verbs and, uh, you know, find all these different ways to describe the same thing. You don't want to say throw every single time. Maybe you say launch one time or you say slings it. Because if you use the same words over and over again, it becomes repetitive and people get bored. But he was awesome. He mm. he was really great. Love talking to him. That's really interesting. And yeah. of course, you know every every one of these sports professional sports broadcasters has got their own little signatures, and his is touchdown Kansas City. You know, but they've all got something, and uh, which I f- kind of find cool. I've always enjoyed listening. To sports announcer. I wanted to be one when I was a, a wee lad. Did you try to do it? Well, <laughs> so I actually uh, came here um, before they hired Wayne Hagen. And oh, Wayne, yeah. Karen, yeah, yeah, yeah. Karen Carroll was the manager at the time. I think Wayne's really good. And I, you know, I had zero radio experience. Zero. Because this would have been, you know, Jack had passed, so it would have been probably 2002. Mm-hmm. 20-some years. Gosh. And I made up a little resume, and I, I knew one of the owners of the Cardinals. So, uh, and I got I got in here, and uh, I made a, a demo tape of calling a f- phony game with crowd noise, and uh, an audition for the job. Yeah, how'd it go? Uh, not well. You didn't get it. Uh, no, it's too bad. They hired Wayne Hagen. But if you if you had gotten it, we wouldn't be talking right now. Yeah, we would. Well, not. We wouldn't be doing the show together. Oh, I'd probably be in here talking about the winter warm-up that uh, we just had down, down at Ballpark Village. <laughs> That's right. You probably would. Yeah. And then you would say, don't talk to me during the offseason. <laughs> John Hancock is in for Amy Marks Corps. The final hour of the show is up next. I'm Chris Ranji. It is the Chris and Amy Show on KMOX. 
Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.